Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Believe in Brewers, your Brewers-based podcast. I am Kevin Holden, sports director, CBS 58 in Milwaukee. This is, uh, you know, the, the fourth time that we've gotten together to talk Brewers baseball. And, man, they certainly have not been shy about giving us stuff to talk about, right? After the first episode, there was a trade of Josh Hader, and then the Brewers have been in a bit of an August tailspin that has put them firmly in second place in the National League Central and chasing that final wildcard spot, ironically, with the San Diego Padres, a team that they traded Josh Hader to. You don't want to hear my voice, though, because I've got the first special guest in the history of the Believe in Brewers podcast ever. I wake one of the best songs in history and that was penned and sung by tim shea our special guest ex-producer of 1250 a.m the fan in milwaukee free agent if you're looking for somebody right now talented professional special guest yeah you never have you ever been called that before no that's the first time ever do do you feel honored do you feel special i do can I get you anything? No, no, we're good. Okay. We're good. I'm just, just making sure. No, we're good. That's, so, uh, I, I feel honored. Thank you. So Tim Shea and I have, uh, have of course, we talk brewers without cameras rolling and, and uh, audio devices rolling. And we've uh, worked together on a variety of projects, including a few months over at 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee, a station that uh, is no more. No longer exists. So what have you been doing with your time? It, it's been... Uh, you know, almost a week. Yeah, just uh, just kind of hanging out, looking around, seeing what's out there. So, watching a lot of Brewers, lot, watching a lot of baseball, a lot of interesting stuff going on with the team. Yeah, so they they just took one out of three against the Cubs, and it's it's unfortunate because we could be easily sitting here saying they took three out of three. We uh, could be yeah. easily talking about it. Yeah, just a couple couple swings the wrong way, the wind blowing out one day. Uh, back and forth tussle game one, game two, ball rolls one way and Brewers could have win. And then luckily they got game three, uh, got a nice victory late, late inning victory after being down two nothing. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is they were on the verge of being swept in that series. And I think one of the things that, that works against them or that did work against them in that series was the extra inning loss where they would score and they would give up a run and they would mm-hmm. score and they would give up a run because the the that in in real time in the current baseball climate where you start with a runner at second base those innings don't take as much time to develop so those ups and downs are way faster than they used to be you score a run very quickly and then you give it back very quickly and i imagine that roller coaster in baseball terms especially has got to be tough on a bullpen right yeah, it's got to be tough. I mean, it, you know, if they didn't have this rule, it would have been a little more, you know, ball game goes 17, 18 innings. You're down to, you know, possibly position players pitching at some point. So I, I, I do you like the rule? Do you like the extra inning rule? I am. I'm biased because part of my job is to broadcast games on Telemundo, Wisconsin, and I save my voice by not calling six-hour games. So I like it for that reason. The purist in me is still a little bit. Uh, not offended, oh, but a little bit. You're one of those baseball junkies. A, a little bit turned on my side by it. Like, what's that runner doing at second base? I love it. 
I absolutely love it. You, but you, is it because of the time of the game, it's or be, what is it? It's because there's something going on right away. Like, you mm-hmm. start that inning, and there's action right away. Every pitch matters. Every pitch location matters. Every hit matters. You know, are you going to bunt? I think you should always bunt to start out that at half inning. Get that Seriously? runner over to third. Yeah. And then you got two two hitters, possibly, to figure out how to score a run. Yeah. But... Watching the Brewers play this weekend in that extra inning game, they needed more than just a run. Two runs would have been nice. I wish they could have kept attacking because, like you said, every time the Brewers got a run, the Cubs came back the next half inning and got another one. And, and it's, it's a matter of strategy, too, and the fact that it affects both teams the same way. You start with a runner at second. Your opponent starts with a runner at second. You know, teams can come up with their strategies based on it. I The action idea, it's a good point because – if there's one thing baseball fights in this day and age, it, it's, it it's, needs action. It yeah. needs, you know, you don't want to put people to sleep. So it's timeless. That's why I like it. It's that's timeless. That's why I like it. And it doesn't, you know, you play one, most of the time, you play one inning and the game is will be decided. Now, we have seen some games go 13, 14 innings, but that's rare. With a lot of action. Yes, with a lot of action. So, You're keeping people engaged. And unfortunately, Brewer fans were not happy with what happened in that game there's been a lot that Brewers fans have not been happy with oh no as they've slipped into second and look this last week you you wake up on on Monday after the Cubs series and find that big distance between the Brewers and the Cardinals and when they win they the Cardinals win and the wild card Padres they win too yeah and that's and, and that's the thing is that the Cardinals can't lose right now nope because of course because of, it's a Brewers season anywhere in the Brewers' history. And in mm-hmm. every season in the Brewers' history, the Cardinals can never lose when it comes to crutch time. It comes to August and September and October. Something about them. And and it's we're in that same boat again. It's six straight wins, I believe, for the Cardinals coming in. And so even with the Brewers trying to gain ground right now, they can't. They just have to be patient. Which is crazy because they were just up four games two weeks ago. Seriously. The had a four-game lead, and now they're trailing by... Five? Six? No, it's not six. I think it might... Yeah, it's five, because they won. You're right. It I think it may five. even be four and a half. Or, or is it that the Cardinals won and now it's five? Yeah, I think the Cardinals, with the with their win. So, here's the thing. We we, we have talked... The, the topic that has kept coming up on, the, uh, on this podcast, and it has to do with the timing of the podcast, the first episode of it happened right before the trade deadline. And I went on this rant about how... Trading Josh Hader is just not compatible with the idea of trying to win now or mm-hmm. to win at some point mm-hmm. because at some point what you're building for has to become what it is. You're, you're trying to win eventually. Mm-hmm. At some point, you just have to be trying to win. And, and so I went on this 20-minute rant about Josh Hader, and then they traded him to San Diego. And look, there's, <laughs> the, we, we could probably unpack this in like seven episodes, Timmy, but first of all, Josh Hader in San Diego has been absolutely terrible. 16 ERA, I believe, since being traded there. It's crazy. I think his first first game he got a win, came in, got a win, blew the save, but still got the win. And then it's just been downhill since then. So, what, three blown saves in the last week and a half? And honestly, you don't know what the other reality looks like. And now he like. lost his closing job? Right. They're just taking a break. San Diego's yes. taking a break. Uh, the second is, time this year that they've had to do it to their closing. Right. They were doing that Rogers. to Taylor Rogers, who is now the, the Brewers guy and ended up picking up a save. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
it's, you know, basically I think all these bullpen arms that got shuffled around have not been very good in the short term. But we what we were curious about after the trade, and this is, you know, back when, when your old employer was still open at 1250 and I was stepping in there filling in for a few days. When when they made the trade, we were gauging reaction from players. There was a day that I was in there with your your um, associate Sam, mm-hmm. and we we're listening to sound from Devin Williams and Christian Yelich and some other guys, and you could sense the disappointment. So I I think it's not really that big of a news story that they were disappointed, but there were new Correct. comments that were put out there yep. by Eric Lauer uh, to uh, MLB.com's Adam McAlvey yesterday. And I want to read them, and I want to get your reaction to this, because you're a special guest. We have to get your special opinions on these issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. This is what Eric Let's Lauer... what he had to say. He told Adam McAlvey there was a shock factor to it. Everybody was taken aback by it a little bit, talking about the hater trade. As far as who we have in the clubhouse and what we have here, I don't think we're in any worse position to win as many games as we should. The only thing I could think of was from the top down, it seemed like there was a weird behind-the-scenes message that was sent that a lot of people didn't jive with. It didn't send us the right message from the upstairs people trying to say, we're doing this, we're trying to put you guys in the best position, and we're trying to win right now with you guys. It seemed more of a, we're trying to develop for the future. And and I've been over this on this podcast in the past, that there is a difference because the guys that are in the clubhouse are the 2022 Brewers. Their job, the thing they're trying to do is to win now. Yep. That's their job. They're yep. getting a paycheck today to win today. That is the role they are thinking through. So they aren't going to feel quite as on board with this idea of doing something down the road because to the point of the hater trade, they're a first place team. And it's like, okay, you've done your job to this point, so let's take away one of the key pieces that that is a you know I don't know if he's a clubhouse leader necessarily, but one of the guys people look up to in the clubhouse. He sure seemed like a clubhouse leader just hearing all these comments. And and okay, so maybe maybe that's where we start. Did it surprise you because Josh Hader has always seemed to me to be his own guy, very much. You know, he's he's quiet. He doesn't really talk much. And you know, again, I'm a media guy. I get only so much of a glimpse. But I, I'm just surprised by. How key, not not just Hater the player, but Hater the person was. Maybe he was a, maybe not with the entire team, but the bullpen. Maybe he was the bullpen leader, mm. the catalyst of that. Could be something. I mean, you heard Devin Williams' comments. Everybody heard him for three, four straight days. He sounded down in the dumps, that his boy was gone. The guy that followed him, something. Something in there, something, something in there, something, something that he, he led that bullpen. Maybe, again, maybe not the entire team. Maybe the pitching staff. Maybe he was the leader of the pitching staff. I don't know. I'm not in that clubhouse every day to, but just, just, just hearing that, hearing those words from Williams and now Eric Lauer, right? So who's not a bullpen? Who's not a bullpen member? So. It, it it he maybe he had a bigger role than what we all thought. So yeah, it's that that kind of fascinated me. But the other half of it is, it, you know, you you look at this trade on the timeline of things. They were first place team. The trade happens, and there's been this funk ever since. There's been this 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 just trouble that the team has had since then, uh, and some of it's been bullpen. 
but not all of it's been bullpen. And that's that's where I'm trying to put this this head-to-head. In other words, if I could reconstruct a reality where Josh Hader is still a brewer, aren't they still in second place? Or no? Maybe. I don't think they lose as many games. Look at look at the look at the games. Look at the blown saves that we have. Well, Pittsburgh training games. They played what five in the last two weeks. I think that's right. So you know, and these teams that they're losing to too is very very concerning. It's it's not the the who are the powerhouses in the National League. It's not the Mets, and the Dodgers, Mets and the Dodgers, yeah. or the. Or in the American League, it's not the Astros or the Yankees. This is the Reds and Pirates and Cubs. Seems you should beat. Teams that they should be beating, yeah. you know, two out of three at least, at bare minimum. And they're, you know, they're either getting swept or losing two of three. Going one and five against the Reds and Pirates. Not what we were expecting. So the, are you saying that the, the offense... You're blaming the offense a little bit. Well, I think I think they're doing what they've done because all year. The, yeah, I mean, right out of the All Star break, though, they were they were finally hitting the That's ball true. and scoring more runs, and and it it seemed like maybe they were turning the corner on the offensive side, and then this trade. So again, we go back. Was he a clubhouse leader to everybody? Who knows? Yeah, did it did it deliver did it affect like a, literally everybody that yeah. that and maybe those what Lauer said, you know, they you know, we're not here to play for the future. We're here to play now. We're here to win a World Series now. Who cares about twenty twenty three? And that's I mean it's their job, right? I mean that's again they they their thought is the games that they participate in today, mm-hmm. this week, this month, this year. And so I, I'm Happy to hear that from a group of players. Like I don't want, I don't want my players thinking about you know down the road. I don't want my you know my Milwaukee Brewer players looking like Allen Robinson in his last year in Chicago as a receiver, looking like he'd rather be anywhere else. Exactly. Across sports, that's, and that's what they kind of look like. At little least, bit, kind right? of. It's kind of knocked the wind out of the sail a yeah. little bit, and now they're going into a big series with the Dodgers again, and it's like they they have they I. People might say two out of three would be great. I think they have to sweep them. You think they have to sweep them? <clears throat> if two. they want anything in the central, yeah. I know people are starting to kind of done club them in the central. Right off the central, yeah. But if, if they want anything to do in the central, they have to sweep the Dodgers. So you got to go in to that stadium mm-hmm. against that team mm-hmm. with a payroll that's probably, you know, how many ever times size your own payroll. Four times yours. And and pull off a sweep, which seems like a pretty difficult thing to do. Now, I will say that this Brewers team has 20 of 26 at home to end the season. And that includes those games against San Francisco. Uh, I think it's Double two against header. San Francisco yeah. and then three against Arizona that got pushed back from the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So th- the schedule makers didn't plan on the Brewers having 20 of 26 at home to end the year. No. But because of the way it worked with the lockout and the everything that it transpired in the spring – the Brewers have these games at home to end. So if they can stay afloat in August, if they can stay in striking distance in August, maybe September works in their favor. But you've got to have that clubhouse feel to it. You know, I mean, the clubhouse has to be behind it. And they have not seen behind it. And maybe that's where Craig Council comes in, because we all hear Craig Council is a good clubhouse manager. Mm -hmm. Maybe he finally has a, maybe after hearing these comments from Eric Lauer, maybe he finally has a closed-door meeting with them, him and the players, and just kind of let it all out and 
let's play some ball here these last six weeks and see what happens. Keston Hero hit two homers Sunday. Yeah, he should be playing every day. Oh, there it is. That you 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 went right to it. <laughs> right. See, this is how I know that you're a professional. <laughs> I don't have to lead you into this. Like I, that would normally be me spending thirty seconds going. So he didn't play well, and now he's back. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, you literally got right he into it. He should be playing every day. Where do you put him? Dh. He can play outfield. He just be get creative. With get him that. out there. Get him out there. May, let him play. Let him cook. Let him cook. I mean, Keston Hira is still, for all the trouble it feels like Brewers fans have gone through with Keston Hira, he's still very young Mm -hmm. and very talented. I think I saw a funny tweet out there after he hit two home runs. It said, today uh, he would be uh, uh, sent down to the minors for Pedro Severino. (laughs) Seems like what's what's going on, right? He and he made an adjustment in the game. By the way, I don't know if you heard his uh, interview after after Sunday's game with Sophia Minnert, but it was talking about his front shoulder mm-hmm. and how he was. Uh, hopefully, I'm tra- you know translating this right, and you know from that post game interview. But he he was leaning in a little bit with his shoulder. Is is he, he said he was changing his shoulder level and his eye level by putting his shoulder in a little too close to the plate. So he was you know the adjustment he made was to not do that, to pull that shoulder away. And it you know it allowed his whole upper half of his body, basically, to turn better on those pitches. And it resulted in two home yeah, runs. And if he literally did that yesterday or on Sunday, then, yep. Put him in Put the him lineup. In there. He better be playing tonight. In L.A. Yep. I like it. He better be. At least the next, you know, you got to, we're down to the last six weeks, five weeks of the season. It's time time to get your A lineup out there. You really do. It's time to get the guys that have play every day. No more, you know, lefty righty matchups. Give these guys their chance to play. Did right? I let you talk this much on twelve fifty AM? Sometimes. I Here mean there. I feel like they should have let you talk more. Nah. Sometimes. Not all the time. <laughs> you keep in touch with your guys from there? I do. I do. Everybody doing all right? Yeah, I think so. Hopefully. I'm not going to put you in a bad position or anything. Oh I just, I'm just opening the door for you. <laughs> I'm not, no. I'm not going to. Everyone's good. Everyone, all smiles, right? Well, I mean, I, look, I, I, I think we, we're realists. We understand anytime you lose your job, it's not a fun situation. But uh, it, it, the thing that, that struck me working there was... Uh, you know, and just as a fill-in guy, was the number of of real, honest to goodness professionals at, at the station. The people that you you're an outsider and you come in, and every time you come in, you feel good. Like they, mm-hmm. like the the staff of the station made it where I felt comfortable every single time in there. And I'm telling you, that is not. Uh, it doesn't happen everywhere. No. Okay. It's right. not. It's not a thing that happens all over the place. So I, you know, for me, even though. All I was was a guy who filled in, and I went a couple of years without filling in during the pandemic because it was a pandemic. Uh, but you know, I've got a vested interest in the, you know, in the in the members of the staff there, and uh, it's nice to see everybody continuing to band together. And I mean, you you know, the next chapters come, right? Oh, it's, yeah. it's just a yeah. matter of time. Yeah, we'll all find new homes, and we'll all get to where we need to be. What about you? In, due, in short time. Where are, we, where are we going with you? I don't know. I have no idea. I've tried that's to bring what, you to 58. Trying, that's what we're trying to figure out. So I tried to get you on at, at CBS Who 58. knows? I could. I could one day. You See, 
Well, you I'm, guys I'm, don't. You're going to show up, and I'm just going to be there at the front door. <laughs> I'm in charge. Welcoming you in. <laughs> Timmy's going to be like, "Look at me. I'm the captain now." Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I have. What you guys don't know is that the conversations that we've had, you know, Timmy and I have been friends for a few years, and uh, the conversations we've had, he's come up with some innovative ideas <laughs> through the years. News-based innovative ideas. What about the news at 2? The news at 2? That's oh, That would be phenomenal. He, was, he would call me at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and he would say, it's time for the news at 2. And and the idea was, you know, you could you could put it somewhere that nobody else had had a newscast. Exactly. Because what runs on television at two o'clock in Nothing. the afternoon? That's one thing I've noticed over the past like five days. Oh, yeah, I can't. TV is awful. <laughs> have you have you binged any like video games? I mean, uh, MLB the Show. Yeah, I, I'm the Tampa Bay Rays right now. Are you? Traded for Josh Hader. Broke up that Brewers clubhouse. Oh my goodness! Wow. I am in first place, seventeen and nine. That's really good in a in a tough. And I played every East. game. Really I played every game so far because so. you can, right? Yeah, I have all the time in the world. Is that is that twenty six games since Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, you've laid into it pretty mm-hmm. heavy. Good for you. Mm-hmm. No, it's nice to have a, uh, you know, some sort of outlet. I, I I don't know if we've ever told. Maybe it's time to tell the story. I don't know if we've ever told it. Um, in uh, when I worked in Houston, I went through a situation where. Uh, I was working for a cable station, 24-hour cable station, that was owned by two different companies. And the two companies divorced, mm-hmm. is, is the is the very short way to say it. Uh, Time Warner Cable and Belo just they just parted ways. They couldn't do business together anymore. So they, brought, they called us in on a Friday at 9, and they said, your channel that, you know, we, we had made programming to go for a while. Your channel is going to be on the air until 10. Oh, this story sounds very, very familiar. I, it's, it's, it, literally, right? I'm telling your story through mm-hmm. mine, right? Mm-hmm. And and they, the last words were from a weather person at 957, because it had been pre-taped, were more weather in 10 minutes. And then the channel went, went dark. Uh-oh. And then C-SPAN 3 came up a couple minutes later, and that was the end of it. So, uh, so the... The thing that I don't know if you've if you've ever anybody that's listening has ever been through this, but here, but the thing about it is, when this happens, not only do you lose your job, all of your work friends lost their job at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not just that you have free time; all of you have free time mm-hmm. at the same time. All of you. I had a an absolutely coincidental twist to mine. I had a job interview the next day. In South Carolina, I was. It was not related at all to any sort of shutdown. I, I was. I, in fact, I had spent the week getting in trouble with my managers because I was trying to fly out of town on Saturday, and they're like, "What are you flying out of town for?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, trying to trying to like pawn it off or whatever." Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then on Friday when we shut down, I, you know, one like, of my oh, bosses this works out perfectly. He goes, "You you can take that flight if you want." So. I so I flew to the Carolinas and interviewed over that weekend, but I was in I was in shock and I was away from my my friends, and again statute of limitations having expired. When the station shut down, they kicked us all out of the building at noon, and we all went to a local uh, Mexican restaurant that had these these uh, margaritas that were described on the menu as potent. Oh, okay, so 
Again, the story is very sounding very familiar. Ain't it? Um, <laughs> the, the, the rest of the afternoon was at the Mexican restaurant, and then we were back at, at a couple of people's places, popular you know, hangout, uh, mm-hmm. apartments, houses, mm-hmm. whatever, the people mm-hmm. that worked at the station. I left Saturday and interviewed for this job and flew back Sunday night, and the people were still there. Because one of the places was a, a place I shared with a, with a buddy. Okay. And I came back Sunday, and they were still there. So the joke was like, you guys, have you guys been at this for 48 hours? But the point is, yeah, you, you uh, all of a sudden, when you have that free time, you got to go into something, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the same way. It was video games or, or whatever else. But uh, isn't it nice that uh, they can, they can kind of get you through? Tampa Bay Rays can get you through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take out some frustration as... I'm trying to come up with a raised player, Shane Baz, yeah, or McClanahan, or one of the one William of the Thomas. Willie, oh, do you have Willie? This is last year's. Oh, game. okay. So I do have Willie Adamas on my team. Okay, a nice, a nice, a nice person to have. You're not trading him. I can tell you that. <laughs> I know. I know that's coming up. Well, anyway, so this it's. I, I guess we're we're in a kind of a half therapist mode here on on uh, on believe in Brewers, which is to say, you know. Don't worry about the but what it is and worry about what it will be. And I know you'll be fine. I know your folks there will be fine, uh, the former employees of 1250 The Fan. But Brewers fans, hopefully, will be fine in that I realm, hope. too. I really hope. It's it's uh, it's going to be a rocky – I wouldn't say rocky, but it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here. So here into the starting lineup, anything else? I mean, is there – is Again, we don't really know the clubhouse makeup. When I ask you what would you do, I'm sure I one mean, of the things you would actually do is go in the clubhouse and bump a skull or two. Yeah. But, but I think like, council will hopefully yeah. get control of the clubhouse. Right. Get the guys all whatever he needs to do to get them going. Yeah. And then, boom, go. Start playing. Start playing Brewer baseball, whatever that. I don't even know what Brewer baseball is. Yeah. I don't know if it's, you know, five five runs and great pitching or little offense and big offense. You know, I, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen a, a a complete game out of the Brewers this year. still to this point. Or have they they played their best baseball? I don't know. I don't think so. Or their full full potential. Right. I know one thing I don't want to see ever again is Andrew McCutcheon trying to steal second on a 3-0 count with Tellez at the plate. And, look, he beat himself up literally on the broadcast mm-hmm. over it. We understand mm-hmm. that, you know, it wasn't like anyone would defend it. It was bad. But I don't want to ever see that again. No, no. Christian Yalich had a bad extra inning inning affair. Yeah, drop ball. Extra innings affair. So yep. it just, it. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next couple weeks i mean these three games are huge against the dodgers coming up you need bulldogs you need people that are that are gonna you know tough it out fight it out and then beat the teams that you're supposed to yeah win those home games in september and still get there what the what the brewers want is still it's still in front of them with some help Mm -hmm. right if the if the car i mean the cardinals can't keep doing this right they can't keep doing what they're doing right now so if they start to slide and the brewers heat up which is entirely possible maybe they catch them in the central maybe they catch the phillies or the padres and they end up in one of the wild card spots because i mean if we've learned anything uh get in and get hot and, is it, all it, and is. it very well could happen where the Brewers do make the wild card. They're that last wild card, and they're playing the three seed, the St. Louis Cardinals. How fitting would that be? 
First round matchup. First round matchup. Wild card matchup. Brewers and the Cardinals. Brewers and the Cardinals. How fitting would that be? How does that make you feel? Since we're uh, talking therapists. sick. Right? <laughs> Since we're playing make, therapists. Makes me sick, but I, I mean, I guess you wouldn't want it any other way, right? Yeah. And the teams are equal. You, I mean, basically, the you know, the winner of that game really will be the loser. Because you'll get the Dodgers or the Mets. Right, and, right. And I, I don't see whichever team makes it out of the Central, if both do, if one's a wild card and one, you know, obviously one division winner, I don't see them going far in the in the postseason. So, so again, may, maybe this takes me back to this question. I guess we'll, we'll kind of wrap it with this question here. Uh, Tim Shea, our special guest, uh, ex-producer, 1250 AM, the fan in Milwaukee. If that's the case... If the idea was that you could win the Central and not go any farther, do mm-hmm. you think that factored in to it why? Might be, it might have been. To why, why Josh traded. Hader's gone? It could have been. It very well could have been. Stearns could have seen the writing on the wall and say, hey, we might win. We might win a round, the wild card round. But we don't see ourselves going farther than that. I mean, I, I only – look, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a shill for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But – this man is in in six years brought you everything from Travis Shaw to a trade for Christian Yelich and signing of Lorenzo. Okay, like the, there there has been so much that has gone so right in the in the Stearns realm that that I think he's at least earned a little bit of like you know we'll kind of bang on this a little bit and find find where the where the parts are that you where you can agree with him a little bit. Maybe that's it. Maybe the point is. You know, Stearns is the guy that has to sit down and make the hard analytical assessment, and that assessment was that they were not any better than... And you can't tell the fans that because they'll get all right riled up, but you could see it. You could see the writing on the wall yeah. that the Brewers, you know, again, if they make the postseason, they're not, they don't have a big run in them. At least that, that's, my, that's my opinion. Opinion. Not a lot so, of offense, a lot of offense to compete. Correct. Not a lot of offense. Great pitching, but they just... Couldn't put it all together, and it's a shame. I don't care it's what anybody shame. says, Timmy. You're a great American. Oh, thank you. I know people have said other things about I know. you. Called you other things. Yes, they have. But you're a great American. Thank you. I appreciate it. God any, bless America. <laughs> <laughs> any, any final thoughts as we wrap up our Believe in Brewers fourth episode? Uh, I just hopefully they can turn this around. I mean, I really do. do can they? They can. Will they? I don't know. I don't know if this, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out game one against the Dodgers now after those comments yesterday. And pretty much we know that the entire clubhouse is was not thrilled about this trade. So it will be interesting to see if they come out with any fight or um, if they just lay an egg and down they go. So I don't know. It, it, it will be interesting. It'll be interesting. I always like to say the first game of a series, go out there, attack right away, win because it's, you set that tone. Yeah, man. So and it's L.A. I mean, you that's mm-hmm. the that's the place you want to set the tone. Yep. is on the road against conceivably the best team in the National League. Mm-hmm. I am going to love looking back at this in six months when you've got some you know seven figure job <laughs> and you're making millions. Yeah, okay. And, and I'm and I'm over there asking for a loan from you. Like or like something to help me sustain my podcast. I think you have it the other way around. Oh, you think I'm making yes. seven figures? Yes. You maybe don't know me as well as you thought. <laughs> <It's>, 
Yep, that's Tim no, Shea. No. Nope, not doing it. Not going there. No. That's Tim Shea, uh, X of 12.50 a.m., the fan in Milwaukee, the now defunct uh, sports talk station in Milwaukee. Uh, talented sigh. professional. Yeah, sigh. Great memories uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of years. Um, a talented professional. So, look, if you if you got a gig, get a hold of they, People get a hold of you. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. Follow me on at tshea 410 uh, you can, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get my number out. Nah, the Twitter's fine. Just <laughs> yeah, follow Twitter. you and send follow you a DM. Follow me, send me a DM. You're probably on LinkedIn, too. Yeah, I am. I yeah. figured, you know, most people have really good professional, like, pictures. I do. LinkedIn I do, yes. you go, Okay, good. Yes, uh, that's, I do. I, I think you should go to his LinkedIn page just to see the picture. It's a nice, it's a nice picture. That is our uh, fourth episode of Believe in Brewers. The Brewers take on the Los Angeles Dodgers in a series, and then come back home over the weekend. Uh, and uh, shameless self promotion time in the show this coming Sunday on the twenty eighth. Our game against the Cubs, uh, and I say ours, not referring to me as a member of the Brewers, but me as a member of the Telemundo Wisconsin broadcast team. We will be uh, live at one o'clock. I might have to join you for that game. You want to come into the booth? I might have to. Maybe that's what we should do. Get you on. That That could be your next gig. You better learn <laughs> some Spanish. Hola. <laughs> Hola, amigos. Yeah. Hello, friends. You're about where I was my first year exactly. anyway. Exactly. It's Believe in Brewers. We appreciate everybody listening. Tim Shea, our special guest this week. Uh, we'll uh, we'll check in after this Dodgers series and see where this Brewers team is. Uh, go whoever's playing the Cardinals.